Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. We are two everyday women who have survived, thrived, been defeated, humbled, and spent our lives committed to embracing all complexities of being a woman. This podcast is dedicated to all women, all women searching for real conversations. We are going to be exploring everything from sexuality, aging, menopause, physical and mental health, spirituality, marriage, divorce, and blended families. Everything is on the table, except politics. Every episode will be committed to engaging conversations that will include interviews with influential women, leaders, healers, authors, and good friends. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Hi, welcome to Pieces of a Woman. I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. So today, we're excited. Uh, We are on location. First time ever. Yeah, we've we've never done done location podcast. Awesome. Yeah. And so we're sitting here at Aviva Woman. Uh, We're doing a recording. Uh, We've just taken a tour of the office, our sanctuary, I think is what you call it, which I love sanctuary for women yeah the vibe Um, here I just was saying the vibe here is awesome it's a beautiful setting it really is thank you it's awesome so the clinic is here in Salt Lake right off of Murray Holiday Road and it's a place where women can go for hormone optimization um, anti-aging and intimate health care and we're sitting with the CEO and founder Susie Sands and nurse practitioner and hormone specialist Dana Hollapeter did I get that right? You did. <laughs> Woo! We're off to a good start. So I think we should start with, um, tell us about how Aviva Woman came to life and where that all started and what your goal was with it. Yeah, that's a great question and I love it because that it, it came from a place of, of meaning, personal, deep personal meaning, um, where, you know, through my own personal struggles of motherhood and we talk about, oh, this is you know what it looks like as you're pregnant and everything like that here's the baby development and then it's a whole year of taking care of the baby but not a lot of like oh I didn't know that this was going to happen to my body and I didn't realize it would take so long and why do I have baby blues I love being a mother so there was a lot of questions that I had after delivery that were not well answered Um, and you know one of them being intimate care and I thought, man, we've, we're in this place where there's a lot of moms. I know I'm not the only one struggling with some of these questions and intimate care concerns, um, feminine health, like you know, uh, stress urinary incontinence, um, difficulty with sexual function after you know delivering a child. It's different down there. Yeah, um, <laughs> tells you about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the hormones can be all over the place, which is also something uh, I don't think we prepare new mothers for that this is normal and we have those kind of conversations um so yeah it started from really wanting to uh, there was not a place for women in this space and then you know my husband was like why don't why don't you create one why don't you make it and I'm like yeah why why don't I I've got I'm busy enough I've got four (laughs) kids why not (laughs) Um, power power woman yeah (laughs) so yeah, that's kind of how it started from that, you know, personal place. Oh, so, I love that. you know, I think we're hearing hormones a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the conversation with women, 
where our hormones are at, how they're affecting us. Um, so I think that's just one of your practices that you're doing is this hormone optimization, right? Yeah. Um, tell us what else you're doing with Aviva Woman. Yeah, so we have the hormone optimization. That's a, a really big aspect, and I'll have Dana share some of those main questions that she sees or concerns. Um, but really, like the core of Aviva Woman was this intimate care space or sexual function. Um, women, you know, there's a, a, an interesting space in our culture where, you know, premarital sex is, is taboo. We don't talk about it. And then suddenly for the girl, she goes from like, don't do it, don't do it. Now it's my wedding night. I have to do it. And that there's a lot of pressure from that side of things. And then if it isn't quite working well um, or functioning properly, whether it's a hormone or a physical, um, you know, block or something like that, um, you know, that can really start your marriage off on a more challenging trajectory. And then as women get older, um, you know, a lot of uh, family care or um, uh, practitioners that help women after uh, their childbearing years, they are not asking these sexual function questions. It's almost like, oh, you're 60, you don't still have sex, do you? It's like, <laughs> well, geez. I mean, that you don't yeah. just turn that switch on. And intimacy is an incredibly important aspect of our lives all throughout our lives. It's what distinguishes one relationship from another. Um, so being able to address those concerns and say, yeah, you know what? It's not all in your head. There could be some things that we can do. We have an in-office procedure. We actually were rated like the most successful practice in Utah for Thermiva, which is our feminine care wow. procedure. Okay. Um, and it helps with sexual function, stress urinary incontinence. And that's really what we started with. And then it's like, well, if we're addressing intimate care, hormones is an important part of that. Um, yeah. You know, making sure that you've got the energy, libido. And that's where like gentlemen are coming and they're like, hey, my wife or my girlfriend's feeling fabulous. What are you doing to her? Can you help me? <laughs> and That's we see wonderful. that often. So, yeah, it's really cool. Well, I think it's incredible that you're taking, because really, you're, like you said, it's a taboo topic. Nobody wants to talk about it, yet it's not working for people. So they just bury it and think, well, I guess this is what I've got to live with. So, yeah, yeah that's wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is, that procedure? Yeah. Like, I just don't know what that is. No, I'm so glad. Maybe I'll let Dana um, take okay. a minute to talk about the actual procedure. Yeah. 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 So the Thermiva is a radio frequency device. Um, we use a wand. The tip of it um, has kind of like a probe on it that heats up. Um, we insert it into the vaginal canal. I kind of divide the canal into four quadrants and treat each one based off of time. Um, it's about 20 minutes for the inside, 25 minutes. And then we can also treat the exterior tissues as well, like the clitoris and the labia minora and the labia majora and things like that for tissue tightening. And what it does is that heat stimulates almost kind of like a thermal injury that stimulates healing. So it stimulates growth factors to come to the area and create uh, neurogenesis, which is new nerve growth, new blood vessel growth. Um, and that helps with sensation and lubrication and ability to orgasm easier and then with the tightening that helps with the stress urinary incontinence oh wow um, so that women don't have that leakage as much when they cough or when they sneeze or jump or 
things like that. So and we that had, doesn't happen. <laughs> I know, at right? Fifty, yeah. <laughs> and even younger women. I've had some women in their twenties that haven't even had kids, and oh, they wow. struggle with that. So, um, and most of them are. It's after they have kids. You know, it gets to be more yeah. of a problem. But so, so how yeah. do they know? How do they know about this? We've, so we've never heard of this procedure. I know you're probably doing some marketing. But at what point does a woman say, okay, there's got to be something I can do, and where are they turning for these types of questions to yeah. be answered? Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of my patients, I always ask them when they first come in, how did you hear about us? Most of them just find us online, believe it or not. But Yeah, I mean, we have done it. some marketing. Yeah. We have some billboards. and yeah. So maybe they're looking yeah. for something else, and then they're introduced to, to this process that you're this other procedure and then yeah and a okay. lot of them are they start out as hormone patients okay um, and then these kind of overlap I mean the hormones and the thermiva kind of work together for some of those sexual dysfunction okay. issues so oh wow okay yeah. so question yeah what if what if a patient has had if they've went through menopause or their perimenopause or uh-huh. they've had a hysterectomy does it still is it still effective yes yeah oh, absolutely wow. okay yeah. So there's a few modalities out there. There's the CO2 laser and then there's the radio frequency modality for treating feminine concerns. I like the Thermiva. We partnered with it because you're able to treat a wider range of feminine concerns. Um, laser is a, is different in that it's a larger device. It goes in dry. You actually swab the vaginal canal so that it's totally dry and then you're inserting this large device of you know, dryness is your concern. That's going to be that's going to be really uncomfortable. Um, so Thermiva is a beautiful treatment for a wide range of feminine health concerns, um, and it the you know we we see really great results with it. It's awesome. Yeah. Does the, it's does the really process, awesome. Does the process hurt? Is there well, pain? No, well, I mean patients. Like awful. <laughs> yeah, patients might have some mild cramping or feel some pressure. Um, I sometimes have patients feel like they have a little bit of an urge to pee, and I always tell them go to the bathroom beforehand so that they can be assured that they're not going to pee. But most <laughs> of them handle it really well, and they they really don't feel much of anything. They just feel some heat. Um, and I always tell them beforehand, you're not going to burn. Um, it's not possible for me to burn you, whereas with a laser, I know that can happen. Yeah. Um, we do use ultrasound gel on the wand so it glides smoothly and... I've even had women fall asleep while I'm doing it. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. wow. It's kind of like a warm stone massage in a way. <laughs> and you're like, oh, is this, like, arousing? No, it, does, it doesn't really get you to that point. But it's because it's such an intimate area, it feels weird to say, oh, it feels good. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's a, yeah, it's a vaginal facial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I bet they know what a yoni steam is. I'm sure they do. (laughs) I have a story. We won't share it again on the podcast, but I have a funny story with yoni steams. Okay. So, you know, you talked about the hormones. I'd love for us to kind of dive in on hormone optimization. Yeah. Um, Dana, you're the specialist in that. Uh, We both are on hormones. Mm -hmm. Um, I started feeling symptoms, I would say, premenopause in my 40s. I'm now 51, mm-hmm. and um, I still feel like I'm not quite balanced. But I know, you know, for us in our, I don't want to just say 50s, 40s to 50s, it's pretty common for us to be talking about hormones. Yeah. But I really want to know, 
when else should we be talking about it? Are we, you know, where does it apply to 20s, 30s, and 40s? So share with yeah. us what your experience has been. Yeah, so um, most of my patients are in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, I've had a few come in in their 20s, and we'll draw the same full panel on them. For a lot of the girls, I see a lot of PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, where they tend to be more estrogen dominant and low on progesterone. So we tend to, for most of those patients, add progesterone into their regimen, and that helps a lot of their symptoms. Um, Yeah, I think that's probably the bulk of the younger patients. With some younger women, like I would say more 30s, I see a lot of low testosterone as well, and we could treat that as well. Um, Guys, I've had guys come in in their late 20s, early 30s, and they have low testosterone a lot of times too, so we can treat them. Um, And there are concerns with the men if they're planning on having a family still, we don't want to treat them unless we do a semen analysis and they're aware that it can decrease sperm count. Um, But yeah, if they've completed their family, we can treat them and they tend to feel a lot better. So I'm surprised sometimes how many young patients I have where they're on their hormones. Wow. So Um, I have a question. So we have heard, so we know a lot of people do the blood test. They do the blood draw for the testing. But we're hearing more and more about saliva testing. Do you mm-hmm. know what's the difference and what's the benefit of each? Or Yeah, so we're just kind of starting to delve into that. We actually just ordered two saliva kits. Um, all of my training that I've done, I've gone to three or four different trainings, and they've all used the serum or the blood testing. And it seemed to work really great for our patients, but we want to kind of delve into the saliva just to kind of see. I mean, that sounds like an easier option for some patients, so... Well, um, I, I hear that it, you can. It kind of coincides <clears throat> with both that you get a, um, certain results with a blood test, but then after they've been on the hormone replacement, that the saliva is going to give you another type of a reading to determine if you've got too much. Is that? And I need accurate? to kind of research that more. I guess I don't know too okay. much about that yet. Okay. Yeah, so I know question. that with progesterone creams in particular, the results do not show up very well on. Um, blood tests, but I hear that on saliva tests they do because they're getting into that kind of lymphatic tissue easier. So that's something we're just delving into. So I'll have more later, probably. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. I have another question too of, there's a lot of still misinformation, I think, out there of, should I, should I get hormone therapy? Should I not? Is it going to cause breast cancer? I keep hearing about the growth. What would you say to somebody who's considering or should look at it? Yeah, I would say there's a lot of controversy and misconceptions about that out there. Um, There was a big study that they did called the Women's Health Study in the early 2000s, and that is where the big scare with hormones causing blood clots and cancer came from. Um, In that study, they were using synthetic progestin, um, or synthetic progesterones, and then um, synthetic estrogens. They were using horse estrogens. And they actually stopped that study early because so many women were getting blood clots and cancer. And those same risks have not been tied to the bioidenticals. There's been lots of studies on them um, showing that they're safer because the um, chemical and molecular structure of those bioidentical hormones is exactly what your body makes. It's kind of like when you fit a key into a lock, and if it's the wrong type of key for that lock, it sometimes will go in, but it won't turn the lock. That's kind of how synthetic hormones work. They might help with some of your symptoms, but then they come with a lot of side effects. So... When I went to school, um, they taught me that when you put a woman on hormones, like a menopausal woman, you don't want to leave her on those hormones for more than five years because the risks outweigh the benefits. Um, And that is not true with bioidenticals. You can stay on those lifelong. 
So, and they have a lot of health benefits. <laughs> so what are some symptoms that our listeners can um, be considering when they're saying, okay, should I be looking at hormone yeah. therapy? What are um, some things that they fatigue. should Fatigue. I have a lot of patients that tell me by the time 2 or 3 p.m. rolls around, they're ready for a nap, and they just don't have that vitality that they used to. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> um, headaches. I've had a lot of migraine patients that have had migraines, a lot of them since they were teenagers, and nothing works until they get their hormones optimized. Um, gosh, I mean, for women in particular, like all the menopausal symptoms we hear about, the vaginal dryness, um, the hot flashes, and even night sweats for men and women, um, so night sweats are typically more related to low testosterone issues, whereas hot flashes are more estrogen related. Oh, um, okay. I did not yeah. know that. So, and I didn't know, know men got hot flashes or night, night sweats. sweats. Yeah, night sweats. Wow. they can. So what's the difference between, uh, you're hearing a lot of topical or oral, and I mm-hmm. also, I know some people are doing the pellets. What yeah. do you do? What do you think works best? Is it just different for everybody? Or? Yeah, and it is. It's really individual. Yeah. Most of what we do here are the pellets, and I am kind of biased towards the pellets just because I feel like they keep your levels really steady, and you don't get those ups and downs like you do with the injections or sometimes with the creams. The creams are kind of tricky because some people don't absorb them at all. Some absorb them a little bit. Some absorb them a lot. So it's a little trickier when you're first starting out to try to figure out the right dose for someone if they're doing a cream. Um, With the pill, you can do an oral estrogen. You can't take testosterone that way because it gets broken down by the liver. So that one has to be either an injection, a pellet, or a cream. Um, But I just think for convenience, the pellets are kind of my preference. Women, they last anywhere from three to five months, guys four to six months. Um, So women end up coming in three to four times a year and guys end up coming in about twice a year. Um, But some people like the fact that the the cream you can just start and stop pretty easily. They don't like the idea of having something stuck inside of them that they can't get out, which I totally understand, yeah. Um, yeah. but I've, I've never had problems with that, with the pellet, where someone's like, get it out of me, you know? <laughs> Usually it's just the They're opposite. Like, oh, this is great. Yeah, and to be honest, most of our patients that are a little hesitant with the pellets, they'll start out on a cream, and then I would say most of them end up switching to the pellet. Yeah, really. They don't have to months. think about it. You, you get right. it, and then forget it. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. cream can be kind of messy. You have to wash your hands really well because it can transfer to your kids or your spouse or your cat. pets. Or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a story of this cat that got bald, and was, she, this oh. woman was like, why? I'm not... <laughs> She'd apply a cream, and then her cat would come up and just snuggle on the poor cat just in one little spot. Was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I would never have um, thought No. But, like, a key um, takeaway, regardless of pellets or creams or other hormone delivery, we are going to specialize in the bioidentical route. Like, Dana is so good at really accommodating what your body, your body needs, one. But your lifestyle and your comfort level, that's going to be widely different. So while a lot of people opt for the pellets, we have a lot of leeway and flexibility where we really want the person to be comfortable and they're proud of the choice that they made. We're your your advocates. We're going to give you all the information and education first. And then we're going to help you make those decisions, and then we're going to help you stick with them. And, and, you know, if you want to change, we can rotate. We can, you know, try a different method. Like Dana was saying, some people will start out on the creams, and then, um, you know, then we'll move them to the pellets if that's something that they want to try. Sometimes the cream works great for people, and, you know, we're really glad that we take that more customized approach. And, 
you know, talking to people, getting to know them. Uh, you know, of course, I'm biased. I think we do it the best in Utah. <laughs> um, we have a great system of following up and, you know, constantly building that relationship throughout the year. So yeah. if there was a major life change, we can make an adjustment knowing, like, okay, we're going to get you through this period. You may be absorbing things differently. Let's adjust. Let's try some, you know, supplements to help with cortisol or, you know, whatever. And then... Once, once you get through that life phase, we can pick back up or adjust again. So it's, yeah. in order to do that, we have to have a good relationship with people. There's no such thing as TMI. <laughs> Share it all. Helpful. You know, well, I, I can say just sitting with you guys, you feel so comfortable. Like you, it's very comfortable. You don't feel awkward. Um, at least I feel like that's. Well, and you walk in here and you feel like you're walking into a sanctuary. Yes. You're not walking into a clinical office. And so you automatically, I think that just sets the tone for the experience, which is beautiful. So you've done a really good job with that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I want to share that, you know, for me, I was put on progesterone, and I didn't know, I, I wasn't sleeping at night, mm-hmm. and I yeah. was waking up every hour, and I had been doing it for a couple of years, and just thinking that that was normal, that I was getting older, and so I was waking up yeah. a lot, and I didn't attribute it to hormones. And so mm-hmm. when, you know, I did my test and I'm being put on progesterone and I slept through the night for the first time. You're like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I've been going like this for years. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's important for, you know, to listen to your body and not just fall into that thought of this is normal and, right. and I just it doesn't deal with yeah, yeah. And go in and have a conversation and test it and the outcome might be you feel hundred percent better. So it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the other services you provide? We've talked about a couple. What else should everybody know that you offer? Yeah, so we've talked about our Thermivo. We yeah. there's other sexual function services like PRP injections that help support the Thermiva treatment. Um, hormones. We also do um, you know, our traditional facial anti aging treatments. So we do an probably our most popular skincare treatment would be our bright eyes which um uses the radio frequency it's one of the only things that you can put directly over your eyelid it helps with people who have chronic dry eye like i wear contacts in certain seasons it just gets really dry oh, wow. that helps one to two treatments uh, for dry eyes um but from a cosmetic aesthetic standpoint <laughs> It's fantastic because it helps smooth out those lines. If you do it in conjunction with Botox or in a, as a, repl- a replacement to Botox, it can really help smooth out those fine lines, um, the crow's feet or even the 11 lines. Um, it can extend longevity. I do my, I get Botox. I'm not ashamed of it. I like that I don't look angry. Um, <laughs> but I feel like because I do our bright eyes treatment, I can go a lot longer in between my Botox treatments. So, I okay. mean, yeah, they do it all for me here. Um, but that's a great a great treatment. It helps with um, hooded eyelids. So some women can avoid or, or put out um, the need for surgery if that's a concern for them. Um, eyelid, you know, if someone's a candidate for eyelid surgery, they're always going to be a candidate. But getting the bright eyes treatment may... Um, push that date out a little while oh, you know, okay. or help it to heal so it works really well in conjunction um, 
Yeah, it's awesome. It really is like our most popular. We do that all day. Um, so you do Botox and all of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah. just like coming in. It's an extensive spa. Like, yeah. It does yeah. a lot of, you guys do a lot of different things, not just. We do. And I was like hemming and hawing over adding like our cosmetic injections because I wanted to be a place where we focus on helping people feel their best and not preying on women's insecurities and then selling them a lip injection. You know, we really wanted, like, this is you as you are. You are beautiful. You are perfect. Um, And then, but, you know, as I progressed and matured in this business as well, um, a lot of women were like, oh, I really wish I could just come here for my injections. It would be (laughs) great to just have one spot. And I'm like, you know, okay, talk to me more. Talk to me more about it. And then... You know, feeling your best, you're going to look your best if you feel great. And then also, when you look in the mirror and you're proud of what you see, you're also going to feel great. So it does really work together. Um, And I think the way that we approach our anti-aging treatments, um, there are some places that if you want, you know, really accentuated lips, there are other locations that will do better for that. If you're wanting something soft and subtle and kind of like slow progression, we are your place. <laughs> okay, so this is really good to know. We need to talk about it because we know a lot of women who, um, we know a lot of women who, you know, it's a battle of what do you do, what don't you do. Um, how do we, we're in the middle of, what do we accept as we're getting older and, and what are we, we are getting older Yeah, um, and we don't want to look like... Um, I don't want the duck lips, so I'm so glad you said that <laughs> because you're yeah. really hesitant because I look like I've been a smoker my whole life and I have never smoked, but it's like, what is going on with these lines? Yeah. And I just want the lines to go away. I don't want bigger lips, but I know our lips kind of get smaller. As You have beautiful lips, oh, by the way. Thank oh, you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm envious. Uh, lip envy. Lip envy, <laughs> yeah. But that is such a great thing to talk about. Yeah. You saying, look, we just do, I love that you identified if you want bigger, bolder, go somewhere else. We're not that. Yeah. So I really like that. the soft and subtle, natural, natural. Yeah. I mean, when we do something like that, that's our name on the street too. So like if we just want to be associated with, you know, beautiful you, soft and subtle, you know, kind of like age gracefully. That's yeah. our approach. So oh, I love that. Yeah. I love your kind of like a one-stop shop for all. You can come in for your hormones. Mm-hmm. You can come in for your anti-aging. You can come in for any intimate health stuff that you're dealing with. I had never even heard of intimate health. <laughs> well, I think it's a. I think it's yeah. so needed, and you're so right. I'm nothing against. OBGYNs or anything. No, I had a wonderful I doctor. Lots of respect for them. But he was amazing. He retired. I miss him, actually. But, um, you know, you don't talk to them about any of that. And you yeah. want to have somebody to talk to. So I think it's I think it's wonderful. Yeah. There was no questions asked about, are you able to have an orgasm? Like from my postnatal visit. No one was talking. Well, because I'm like, well, I'm not supposed to be intimate yet. But then when I was could then be intimate after you know delivery I had a c-section and vaginal deliveries and it was like taboo like no intimate relations for x amount of weeks um and then you know when it was okay my body was clear um 
there was no questions like is how's the sexual function yeah. department working are you able to have an orgasm are you feeling dry do you have a do you have a libido is there a desire there you know no no one's asking those questions so true and gosh so we're just like poor women mm-hmm. dealing with it and trying to be happy i love motherhood i would not trade it for anything it's fantastic i everything about it so then i'm feeling guilty like oh why am i so not normal (laughs) um so you know i i do think that that trend will change i think that postpartum depression is definitely talked about more now than it was even five to ten years ago um so i think that trend will you know start to be comfortable to ask women more intimate questions but you know once you ask the first question it opens the floodgates and then suddenly you're like oh well, no, can I do something about it? Like, I don't have libido. Can you guys help me with my libido? I have, like, zero desire. Let's start there. <laughs> you, know, you, know. you don't know what you don't yeah. know. I, yeah. You know, walking in here and just having you share with us the treatments that you do, I had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I'm know, excited I'm, I'm that definitely our... definitely going to... I need... I need couple of treatments. <laughs> I'm excited that our listeners are going to learn about it because, yeah. you know, our podcast, as you know, is about pieces of a woman and we want to encompass everything from mental to physical and just mm-hmm. our well-being and talk about how we become our best versions of ourselves. So yeah. I love what you're doing. It's amazing. Um, I do wanted to, I wanted to ask, can you give us an example? This is really going to put you guys on the spot. Give us an example of a client that has come through, um, at maybe her worst point where, and she just really was looking for something to like feel better and whether it was a treatment that you talked about, intimate health or hormones and share with us what that looked like and how that transformed. Can you? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, the, the awesome story. So, um, a woman came in right early on when we were first, I think within our first year. So Dana, you may not have been there. Um, but she hadn't been able to be intimate in 10 years, oh, and, but loved and adored her husband. Like, so there was a lot of emotional turmoil there. One, she's like, it's so painful, I can't. Like, it's just too hard. And then, you know, she was saying her husband is feeling like he's not attractive to her anymore, and he's not doing his job to keep her pleased or turned on and and then feeling like oh she doesn't love me anymore so there was that going on and then her that's making her feel guilty so it was a lot of like sadness there not to be intimate with someone that you really love um so she was coming up coming in because they were planning a, a vacation centered around a destination wedding i think her nephew or niece was getting married um She's like, my husband wants to stay for seven days. I only want to stay for three. I'm really nervous because okay. we're in a romantic setting, and I'm. She was just trembling. She was like, it hurts so bad to be intimate. I, I don't know what to do. If there's anything I can do, so we started her treatments, um, and you know, finished her third one. We did her follow up. She's like, Susie, we extended our vacation. Oh. I feel like we are in college. Oh my gosh. So you they were able to connect. Ther- yeah. The Thermiva. Mm-hmm. Thermiva treatment. Yeah. I like get goosebumps when I share it. It's like <laughs> such a cool turnaround 
for someone. And then when you add um, hormone therapy in conjunction to that, where you've got the energy, you've got desire, um, he's feeling revitalized. It's like, what a great story. It is awesome. When couples come in, they're kind of like sitting far apart. (laughs) And then after they're both on the treatment, they come in like four or five, they're like right next to each other, rubbing each other's (laughs) knees. Oh, what a great story. Yeah. This is why, this is why for me, you know, bringing couples together and, and supporting them in the most important aspects of their relationship. It's cool. Well wow. done. <laughs> yeah, well done. That's wonderful. Yeah, How about you, Dana? Yeah. Gosh, I mean, I don't know if I have anything that incredible, <laughs> um, but gosh, all my patients have good results. I have a lot of moms that come in that tell me they snap at their kids or they're getting irritable, and that's when they know they're due for pellets is because mm-hmm. that goes away when their hormones are optimized. Um, or a lot of, you know, menopausal age women that have kind of lost that libido and then we give them the hormones and kind of like Susie said, they feel like they're in college again and yeah. they want to be intimate again and it's life changing and it's like saving people's relationships. It and, really is. Yeah. So, yeah. and like you said, like women are sleeping again. I can't tell you how many women I have that get, you know, say go through perimenopause, they can't sleep and then they let it go for years and then they get on hormones and then all of a sudden they're sleeping good and they're like, why did I wait? So yeah. Yeah, I know. Like the progesterone, I take progesterone too, and that's like was a game changer. I have four kids, two older, and I didn't even know about it then, and then two younger, and I was like, got on progesterone, and that made the biggest difference postpartum for me. I was like, you just have no idea. So, and younger women don't know. I mean, that's the thing. So, what age would you recommend? Because I've heard before, like, it would be really great to test what your hormone levels are when they're probably at their optimum if you're in your 20s. or Mm -hmm. So, then you kind of know where you should be when you're 40, 50, 60, whatever. Is that a good recommendation or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think if you have concerns, if you have symptoms, it never hurts to get it checked, you know, because younger women and younger men can have problems too. It's not as common, but... Yeah, and then you've got a baseline. Yep, exactly. And how would you say that that would relate to infertility for young women that are struggling getting pregnant or staying pregnant? Yeah, I mean, I think getting your hormones tested is the perfect place to start, and we can see if you're deficient in something. And most of the time, if I can see a problem, I'll end up referring them to a fertility specialist. But a lot of times, if it's something like PCOS or... They have something called luteal phase deficiency where during the last half of their cycle, they're just not making enough progesterone. We can fix that, and that'll get them cycling regularly and ovulating like they should. So that's amazing. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we, we love what you're doing. We're excited that we get to share you with our audience. Um, I'd love to leave us on a question that we like to ask our guests. So we're going to put you on the spot again. Okay. Um, and one of you can start, and the other can kind of think about how they want to answer it. So uh, tell, tell me, um, Susie, how old are you? 39. 39? I'm 34. Okay. So at 39, Susie, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Oh, my gosh. If you could go back and say, okay, <clears throat> what do you know now that your 20-year-old self needs to know? Yeah, I would just hug my 20-year-old self <laughs> and just say, stop being so hard on yourself. You're going to go through a rough cycle, but you are going to end up on top and the sun is going to shine again. And I would just hug myself and reassure that I'm going to get through on the other side. And I have. I know. You know. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and I would tell myself, don't be led by fear. Um, mm. You can do hard things. Um, you're strong. You're brave. Don't worry about what other people think of you. And you have a great life ahead of you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, don't be led by fear. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, thank you so much for having us. This has been wonderful. Yeah. And for everybody out there, please look them up. Um, we're going to post all their information on our social media, so Pieces of a Woman, um, Instagram and Facebook, and Aviva Woman. And please look at look these guys up and uh, check them out. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. This is awesome. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. 